0: What's going on, everybody? We originally had something totally different planned for today, but you know, life happens. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our year-end awards, and we're gonna talk about Wrestle Kingdom. But we're getting into all that next week. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know by now what what the deal was. Uh, John Huber, professionally known as Brody Lee, and Luke Harper passed away this past Saturday. So we're just gonna you know, this is just gonna be very raw. No intro. No. Our, we're not gonna play our dumb song we're not gonna do any of that we're just gonna talk about Brody talk about some of the stories that some others shared talk about some of our favorite Brody Lee moments and I think uh the only thing left to say is the way Brody wants to kick off this podcast it's Tuesday you know what that means absolutely yeah so shit I don't even know where to start with this but I guess you just start about Finding out Yes yeah, Cause you Cause you, you You're the one that informed me Yeah so I was, I was on my
1: way I was on my way I was in a car On my way to Do something
0: um, I was not driving So <laughs> I, I was scrolling through Twitter And I saw like An AEW fan account Tweet like The picture that AEW tweeted With like The whole message and whatnot, And like My first instinct was like Wow that's a really Shitty thing to do Lie about someone's death Like that's really fucked up Then I kept scrolling up the timeline, and I saw a bunch of people saying, like, rest in peace, Brody Lee, rest in peace, Brody Lee. And I'm like, man, how many people did this fucking guy fool? And then I scrolled up one more time, and I saw the official AEW tweet, and my heart fucking sank. Like, it was just, like, a feeling of emptiness. Yeah, that's, it's so awful. Unexpected is an understatement. Like, this is probably the most unexpected wrestler death since probably either Warrior Warrior or the Benoit tragedy yeah those are the first two that popped in my head obviously eddie but was before and, that yeah eddie was before that uh just, and then the way you cause we were texting i forget about what yeah I, I don't think it was even anything wrestling related but i just i saw that and i'm like holy shit
1: i Uh you texted me oh no and then immediately sent me the tech tweet and they we're like oh my god what happened Forty one year old professional athletes don't fucking die. Yeah, it's you know, it's and it's not even the point of this. We could talk about Brody Lee and Luke Harper who we sang praises long before the idea and of the we'll, show. We will, we'll we
0: will, we will in a little bit. Long before the idea of the show was even a thing. Yeah, you were you are one of the people, and I know there are a lot of people, but you were you were I remember specifically having this conversation with you. You were on the, you were firmly on the train that he should have been in that Mania thirty three match. He absolutely should have. Yeah. To this day I
1: hold that. And, uh, but it's, we're not here to talk about Brody Lee. You always know, you can see the good guys, you know, you've you've heard stories of good guys. I didn't know how many lives this man touched, and I hope his children get to see all of this that's coming out on social media one day.
0: Yeah, I mean. Because he's, he has a nine-year-old son and a younger son, correct? Brody and Nolan, two, two sons, and of course his wife Amanda
1: my father was, he, he's the same age my father was
0: when I was his kid's age. Yeah. And I can't imagine having that happen. And the first, the first thing I thought about, because I lost the grandmother, it be four years in January, like right around the holiday season. And like, man, these kids lost their dad the day after Christmas. Like what's supposed to be the most magical day of the year for kids is probably going to be tough for the rest of your life. Like,
1: yeah, I, but it's, you get to remember the the fun you had and yeah, the memories. And absolutely. One thing social media is good for is that. Yeah. This is, this is an outpour of love like I've never seen. Like, even, we just got over Pat Patterson who was like, and th- that wasn't even this. Uh, it's just heart-wrenching. I've never thought I'd care about someone that I never, not, how can I say this? I never thought a death would affect me as much as yeah. who did this
0: year. Yeah, death, Kobe of, pe- of people I didn't know, of and would never meet and would never meet me. This this probably hit me as hard as Kobe, which is I don't know. Like I I just it was just so unexpected, and everyone always says he 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 should have gotten more of a run in WWE, and we're not here to talk about that. But my point is, he was he was seemed like he was finally getting that run, and then. Shit! It just tragedy. It just teaches you to value every day like it's your last because it 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 could be at any time. And
1: you know what? Good on him for making the move. Good on him for. Good on him for knowing he was sick, which it seems like, and still portraying. That's that is a lesson his son will have forever. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just so dreadful that. Uh oh, I I don't even know. Uh, so if you want to take us to a place, where do you want to start?
0: I think the the first thing jumped out to me was uh was Braze, what Braze said on in Instagram and, and I'll, I have it up here. And I quote, you were my best friend, my brother, my partner, my Terry Gordy. We changed this whole game because we refused to do it any way but our way. We we're always at our best and we were a team and I think we both knew it. We fought like brothers because you we were I'm so goddamn pissed this wasn't how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be us fat, bald, and useless running Wyatt Family Spots and high school gyms in our 70s. Where do we go now? What do I do knowing I'll never hear your condescending sarcasm as I am riding high? I miss you so fucking much already. I'd do anything just to live through our worst moments again. I can't believe you're gone. Um, I'm so sorry. I I will never let your kids or Amanda forget the man you were. I promise I will put your kid over clean when he's old enough like I promised until we meet again.
1: Right off the bat, I mean, you think Luke Harper, you think Brody Lee, his, like, you think of his career. Yeah. That's the first name that comes to mind.
0: Yeah, in terms, yeah, in terms, definitely in terms of his WWE run, for sure.
1: And it sounds like, I I mean, I think his whole run. Yeah, you're probably right. I think his whole run, I mean, he spent how many Wyatt, how many years with the Wyatts? Like, even... When he was out, he wasn't technically out there. Seven years, seven
0: years in WWE, and, you know, the big percent of that was with Bray. And what wasn't with Bray was with the Vintner. Yeah. He was pretty much, besides that brief singles run in 2014 and then again in 2017, he was pretty much with them all the way. And
1: sounds like the man, Wyndham Rotunda, and the man, uh, John Huber, yeah. were close, which makes the best teams. Yeah. And then it came to his run with the Vintner. Who had a lot of was really unlucky, and I thought they could have been huge, and they were. We saw them wrestle. I saw. I saw him when I saw him
0: win the tag titles at Mania.
1: You saw him win the tag titles. We saw them lose it too. Yeah,
0: yeah, Brooklyn, yeah.
1: And uh, I,
0: I love I loved him as in the ring. I loved him. You know that. I know. Probably, not probably. He's the most underrated big man in the last twenty five years. He doesn't get his due. Yeah. And I, he was finally starting to get his due, and that's what really. The timing of all this just fucking. I mean, it's never good to die, die but the timing of this just fucking sucks so bad. Um, there's just. I'm just scrolling through all the comments that everyone said. Um, Seemed like he changed Biggie's life. Yeah. I, I'm looking at Dijak right here. We yeah. How much do we love that fucking match? That World's Collide match with Dijakovic. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna watch that before I go to bed tonight. So uh, and I'll,
1: we'll go through what we watched. We both watched him, Luke Harper stuff. So and t- I'm not gonna lie, I did not like the character in AEW. I didn't. I'll say that out front. But I love him. He made it work. Yeah. I did, I oh I didn't like I didn't like the Vince
0: stuff. Just thought it was corny.
1: But that's not what I'm here. And to they
0: eventually moved away from it. And yeah. he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He had a great dog collar, dog collar match with Cody. Um. So T-Bar, who's obviously Dijakovic, don't think I'm breaking any news there, <laughs> went out and tweeted, I just wanted to quickly say how much John loved his family. He never stopped talking about them. He was a great dad, which I saw firsthand on the bus to our match. He was so excited to show his son that he could still go hard, and he did just that. He loved you so much. I'm so sorry. I believe that match
1: won my match of the, my favorite match of the year last year.
0: And like that's the common no- denominator between all these posts. Like, Not only does everyone say how much of a a, a good guy he was, like, the first thing everybody says is how much he loved his kids. And, man, I'm hurting so hard for them.
1: Yeah, I just... Their pain is the world's pain right now. Yeah. And we it's not... We can't imagine the pain that would be. Uh, but sharing the burden is... Especially with some people that... I mean, he seems like his friends were family. Yeah. And having a support system like that having built one is just so impressive i mean
0: biggie biggie is still tweeting new stuff about about him like every other hour and i it's crushing it's absolutely crushing especially for biggie who last week had a big moment of his own you know he finally wins his first singles championship in seven years and then this happens and it's just jericho the good tweet here it's the it's the famous picture of everyone in the yeah 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 shirts Um, It's like Primo, Epico, Bray, Jericho, uh, Cesaro, Seamus, Roman, and, of course, uh, Luke Harper. And he said, uh, it's Saturday. You know what that means, which, of course. Uh, Backstage in Mexico in 2015, Brody was annoyed. He didn't have his own Merc shirt. So one of the brothers got a bunch made in his honor. We all wore them in a tribute to the dude just because everybody loved him. Just a wonderful man. And that picture's awesome. They're all doing either the Sean or the Diesel. The the double bye or the Diesel fist in the air.
1: Um, that's that's awesome
0: yeah uh Dax had a had a really emotional tweet where he was talking about uh he had a miscarriage three years ago and he told nobody but he told he told uh he told John and he told his wife and they took care of him they'd sent him care packages they sent his his wife flowers and
1: as I'll speak a little personally here yeah as a family that went through two of those yeah. It means so much. I
0: I can't even imagine that, that I,
1: knowing that knowing people know they'll never understand it unless they have. Yeah. And still being unwillingly supportive. So that just kind of, it sounds like the kind of man that he was. Especially now, like you said, we both know he's a good guy. Yeah. But the outpour of love for this man is incredible. He's the, I guess he was. He was nice to every single media person he's ever. He's ever came in contact with there's a lot of tribute for people like us saying how nice he was to them yeah and that's just quality of person's incredible especially being especially being in this industry which we aren't but we think we can understand the stress of it a little yeah it's very stressful and to keep his time for his family is just
0: it's something to admire i thought i thought something that was always uh really telling is um a couple people said it i know i know rowan said it That whenever he left the loop, he would always say uh, goodbye forever because he just couldn't wait to get home to his kids and he'd hope it lasts forever. And, man.
1: (sighs) It's it's absolutely brutal. It's just, it's just,
0: I can't, it's it's
1: unimaginable.
0: Kofi Kingston, I'm in shock. My mind's being flooded with so many laughter-filled conversations we had about fatherhood. Getting our wives and kids together was always a top highlight of WrestleMania. The world lost a wonderful husband, amazing father, and tremendous human being today just that's just
1: testament to how good of a man he was. Yeah. And God bless him. just God bless that entire
0: family. Absolutely. Um Yeah, that's just It's tough. It, it is.
1: But let's move into his career here a little. Yeah. Where would you like to start?
0: Um well, I mean, I I don't think either of us are are too super familiar with his with his pre-WWE stuff. No. Um, I am not, I'm not going to lie. Like, he signed with WWE in 2012. I don't think either of us are really watching a ton of indies before that. I wasn't watching too much wrestling
1: for a couple of years there. That's fair, yeah. And I know you weren't either. Yeah. And,
0: uh, but yeah, we weren't exactly familiar with the indies then. But Chris Hero was was tweeting out a bunch of uh, matches of his to check out, like pre-WWE, and uh, one of them was a, was a cage match against uh, Claudio Castagnoli Cesaro in uh, Chikara and man that match is fucking awesome um, but I guess let's, let's move right into his WWE stuff because that's what we, that's what we knew him best for and, and then we fell in love with him and then we'll hop into to AEW after that
1: but I will make a promise to check out some of his indie stuff yeah
0: because I have because
1: like I said we both were madly in love with this guy uh, and I'll, I'll, I promise to Lake more, though rest, World Lost a great wrestler As an, in addition to a great man he was a fantastic wrestler
0: yeah, and that can't be that can't be stated enough. Like, yeah, I was watching a bunch of stuff from his twenty seventeen singles. I guess you could call it a singles push, where he was just he was pretty much main eventing SmackDown every week in, in some form or fashion, either in tags with Bray or against Bray later on once he turned. And then he had a singles match with AJ Styles that was really, really, really good. Um, the match with Orton at Elimination Chamber I think is is highly underrated.
1: All of his matches are highly underrated. Yeah. He had that phenomenal match with AJ. Yeah. On SmackDown, two twenty
0: eight. I forget 17. what you was, seventeen.
1: You yeah. sent me because I remember that's how that match I've seen so many SmackDown matches since that one still sticks out. And
0: man, the Luke Harper
1: hot tag. That was oh.
0: that was a sight to behold.
1: As a, as, a podcast
0: that, as a podcast that is very big on hot tags. Yeah, you're very big on one specific hot tag. I had a had a, does his rank on, on the Kane hot tag system. It's almost there. Four out of five flames.
1: It's almost there. Now run through his hot tag for me.
0: Um, he basically uh, – well, I, I, I can envision it, but give it to the people. He gets the tag. Uh, he'll hit a shoulder tackle, another shoulder tackle. Guy will back up in the corner. He will uh, – the guy in the corner will move. He'll do like a little like vault over the top rope. The flare. Um, hit hit like an uppercut. Do like a nice senton atomico over the ropes. Then he will usually hit his fucking best big boot in the business. You want to talk about the big boot for a minute? Yeah, I love that big boot. It's great. We're, so, like, when most guys do a big boot, they, like, just... They let them run into it. Yeah. Harper would fucking go through you, and he would drive with his foot all the way to the mat. It always looked so devastating, but apparently he was light as a feather with it. But it always looked like it killed him. Probably the best clothesline outside of JBL in North America. Yeah. Um
1: which JBL, another one that tweeted how, how great he is and was his pleasure to teach him on a clothesline.
0: Yeah, and it's such a, I, I liked King's tweet a lot. It's like the little things You see King's tweet? I didn't actually. Oh, so I want to uh, – let me pull it up real quick because I want to get the exact wording. But it's like – it's the little things like this that really made him seem like he was such a great guy. Let me go to Jerry's Twitter real quick.
1: And King's a good guy too. So he he's – King's one of the boys. Yeah. But – uh Another, I'm trying to the latter match with Dolph. I mean, I'm oh sure yeah, well
0: we're getting there.
1: We, we will get there, and I'll let you get me there, and we'll talk about that.
0: So uh, King tweeted the thing I remember about Luke was how respectful he was. On several occasions, he destroyed our announce table, but when he was done, my phone was untouched, my notes and my run sheets undisturbed, and my monitor intact. Then he would look back and give me a wink. Rest in peace, Luke. It's like the little things. Like not a lot of guys care about that. If you have a drink on the table or your phone on the table, they don't. Yeah. They don't. Just a so lot of like, guys just don't care of it. <clears throat> It seemed like he, he really Did
1: you see the one ref tweet that he put a suck at Harper on a sticker? Yeah. On one of the on on cause it said it on the uh he used to stare at the posts. Yeah. But Oh man, he's just so good. Uh the uh truck stop slam, I believe, is what I
0: called it. What is the actual name of that move? Well, I mean, Abyss called it the black hole slam, uh, Big Boss Man called it the Boss Man Slam. I don't know if Luke Harper ever had a name for it. Kinda WWE commentator just kinda kinda just usually goes, Oh, he hit it. <laughs> or or if it does have a name, I think we'd remember it. Because Michael Cole always hits them with, they call that the, and insert name here. Or he screams it. Yeah. But uh, that was
1: great. I mean, he's athletic big guy. He was, he was, as this era just shows so many athletic big guys, he might have been the first in this current era. I mean, he did it all over
0: the Northeast for years. Yeah. Justin from Curtis Axel, who spoke out. In the wrestling business, you have many acquaintances, not many real friends. If you did, you're lucky to count them on one hand. John was one for me. If you didn't know John, you missed out. John was real, genuine, and a good man. Family man. I loved him. I would tell him every day he was my favorite wrestler of all time. Talent was incomparable to anyone else. He always put a smile on my face when I saw him. I just wanted to hang around him. Talks we had, I would hold dear to my heart. We would talk a lot about Little Brody, a.k.a. Stinky Feet. He had that contagious laugh. Quick wits. I'll love him forever. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. You know what that means. See you down the road, my friend. Just, you have to respect someone that's respected. Yeah, like, I know we say this with a lot of people, but when we say, like, nobody had a bad thing to say about them, but rarely do this many people come out and say things about him. Like, yeah, this,
1: it's just tragic. It's absolutely tragic.
0: Pretty much everyone from AEW enhancement talent to John Cena. Have all come out and said great things about this guy. That's a really good point. That's that's the entire that's the entire spectrum yeah. of people. It's the whole scope. Yeah. From unsigned AW talent to which he treated very well, all the way up to John fucking Cena, the biggest star in the past, the biggest star since the Attitude Era, all had the biggest phen- star since Austin. phenomenal
1: things to say about. If you guys, if you can track down the story of him fighting
0: Christian, yeah, over. Over an NHL, a fantasy hockey league, do it. It's hysterical. Um, if you haven't figured this out, we're recording this Sunday. So when I say this just in, I mean Sunday as we record. But the, another one from Biggie. I cried with so many grown men as we told each other, I love you the last two days. This industry can be dark and callous, but it could also be beautiful and resilient. I hope losing Brody gives us something great and meaningful. And goddamn, I don't think I could have said that any better. Yeah. Biggie has absolutely been breaking my heart the past 24 hours, man. Ugh, it's just
1: I didn't know they were that close, and you're right. This, this should be this should be Biggie's. You know what? This should be this so happy moment for Biggie, and you know what? It's a great time he won then because Brody got to see him win.
0: Because yeah. knowing
1: Brody, he was watching.
0: And like I we said, we're not here to make any assumptions, but Biggie did tweet that he's glad he got to say goodbye. So it seems like Biggie kind of knew the writing was on the wall, and oh, man. It's yeah, it's
1: uh like I said, we're not doctors, we're not here to make anything we're not yeah, here the, to make any speculations, but it didn't seem like all that much of a surprise. Yeah. As horrible as that sounds. So whatever illness he was dealing with, God bless him for dealing with it. It's just it's unbelievable. So um, we saw him we saw him
0: as Luke Harper. Yeah. Um should we hop back into the, yes. the WWE stuff? Yes. So he signed on March twelfth, twenty twelve. He made his debut in NXT August 7th, and excuse me, in August of 2012, but he made his television debut on November 7th as Bray Wyatt's first follower. He was the first son of the Wyatt family who he defeated Jason Jordan in his first match. He uh later obviously was paired up with Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan, excuse me, and that would become his partner for from pretty much till his last day in WWE. His last televised match i think that's a really underrated match i watched that hell in a cell 2019 roman and daniel bryan versus rowan and harper tornado tag it was a a lot of people remember hell in a cell for the awful fiend rollins finish but that tornado tag match was so much fucking fun what was that hell in a cell 2019 it was roman and daniel bryan versus uh the vintner and harper in a tornado tag match that sounds incredible it was that was the night i was fucking loaded off wine here Oh, that's that night. Yeah, that was a Oh,
1: that's that's the hammer night.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that you were. We, that was the night.
1: Yeah. Don't listen to that show in the here. Yeah, don't. That show is highly inappropriate.
0: I lost my quarterback. Ugh. But- so, you had a good laugh on uh, Rowan and Harper's first tag team match, which was against the the dynamic team of Percy Percy Watson and uh, Yoshi Tatsu. I mean, who could
1: forget them in the pantheon
0: of tag teams? <laughs> <laughs> um. They would go on to capture the NXT tag team titles. Uh, they had made a defense against Corey Graves and Cassius Ohno, which it was a hell of a team. That is probably a really good team. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I want to get to watching those early day NXTs. I think that's what I'm going to do next. Send me a date because I'll do it too. I think it starts in June 2012. I can't tell you the exact date, but, I mean, when you look on the network, you'll know because it goes from fucking guys like, Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Rex on, like, the cover of the episodes to, like, Rollins and, like, uh, Richie Steamboat, who a lot of people don't remember that he was in the early NXT days. Yeah. Bo Dallas. Mm Mm-hmm. They were originals. Yeah. But Harper and Rowan would lose the tag team titles to the team of Adrian Neville and Corey Graves. But they would be on to better things because on the May 27th episode of Raw, Vignettes would start promoting the debut of the Wyatt family. And so I remember this is, like, so... I had probably gotten back into wrestling maybe a year and a half prior. But this is, like, the weird time where you could only watch NXT if you, like, lived in Florida. It was only on, like, local Florida TV. So I used to try and find it on YouTube, because obviously this is pre-WWE Network and all that. And sometimes I'd be successful, sometimes I wouldn't. So I'd seen some of the Wyatt family, but I'll never forget seeing that first vignette on Raw. I was like,
1: what is yeah, this? It was, it was awesome. Yeah, It was something Raw so desperately needed. Yeah, that's not, that's an
0: evergreen statement.
1: Yeah, uh, but, more later on that, as um, in not today.
0: So basically it showed uh, Bray Wyatt leading a cult, and his cult was Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Um, so can you guess how the Wyatt family made their, debu- their debut? Do you remember? I remember, but I don't remember who was there. How does everyone make their debut? Randy Orton. They assault Kane. Oh, yes.
1: That's how everyone... Oh, make- yes, that is correct.
0: Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. This eventually led to a Ring of Fire match at SummerSlam, which was an inferno match. Where he, which was an inferno match that was very different from the inferno match we just saw Bray Wyatt in. That we never got the review. Yeah. Which, you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Maybe we had some hearty chuckles over it, though.
0: We did. It was just, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, of course, they would then go on to a feud with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. They had a fun tag team match at Survivor Series um, where Harper and Rowan would lose. They then defeated Daniel Bryan in a three-on-one handicap match. And then uh, I guess let's hop forward to his singles run. He stuck around with the Wyatt family for the first half of 2014. And then on September 29th, vignettes were shown of Harper and Rowan being set free by Bray Wyatt in a move that was very... Very harshly judged by the fans, which should have been. I don't, I don't. Don't. I don't know why you broke them up, but hey, it worked out well for Harper in the beginning because he defeated Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. I remember being so fucking happy when he won the Intercontinental title because I was falling in love with Luke Harper. This guy could go. Yeah.
1: As I said earlier, me and you were on this guy on him texting about him yeah. when we barely fucking knew each other.
0: And and obviously we were way late to the party because everyone. There's probably a lot of people that knew him from his indie days. Yeah and just the guy worked so amazingly um then of course he was part of Team Authority and Team Authority versus Team Cena that legendary match which featured the debut of Sting in WWE um
1: he has one of my favorite moments ever is when the week before when they were introducing uh Team WWE or whatever whatever it was Team Rollins yeah
0: and Rowan joined Team Rollins his face. Luke Harper had the best facials. Like, just those fucking crazy eyes. Yeah. The eyes were so crazy, it became his fucking titantron. His titantron has a bunch of fucking eyes popping around everywhere. It was awesome. I loved. I love singles run Luke Harper. Yeah, and then he had the banger with Dolph. Yep, we're here. Um, so he had a ladder match at Tables, Ladders, and Chairs at Dolph Ziggler in Cleveland, Dolph's uh, hometown. And I'm not saying Dolph Ziggler isn't a great worker, because he is. But Luke Harper went the extra mile to make Dolph Ziggler look like a superstar that night in his he hometown. Did. I watched that match last night. The suicide dive where he, I thought he broke his arm. God, I still it's don't beautiful, know, yeah. I still don't know how he didn't break his arm.
1: It's beautiful. It's, that match is so good. And it's everything a ladder match should be.
0: Yeah, it's like one of, probably, once again, the, 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 key, the key thing with Brody Lee and Harper is always underrated. And that's probably one of the more underrated ladder matches. And what year was that? 2014. Um, also for 2014. Yeah, we have to backtrack a little bit because I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about two things that we kind of skimmed through, which is my fault. But is, we're, we're calling this on the fly. Yeah. We don't really have a plan. We just we just felt like it was appropriate to talk about Luke Harper, Brody Lee, John Huber, whatever you want to call him this week. Um, Got to go back to Elimination Chamber in February. Another match I watched last night, Shield, Shield and Wyatt's. It's a great match. Yeah. And he's and he was the star of the Wyatt's because he was so good. I mean, Bray can talk out of his yeah, ass. Yeah, Bray, Bray was... I, I think I and tell me if you if you disagree. But I always felt like Bray was the talker, Rowan was the presence, and, and Harper, Harper was, was the worker. work. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was the Buddy Roberts. Yeah. To the to uh, Bray's Michael Hayes and although Bray says Harper's, this is Terry Gordy and Harper's Terry Gordy, or er, Rowan's Terry Gordy. I don't know. Gordy is a pretty good worker. He was, but that's not that's not, not, that's not, not what right we're here to talk talking about.
0: about. I know. Yeah,
1: their stuff with the shield was awesome. They had a few paper view strings, didn't they? Did they
0: not? Um, I think the second match was on Raw. They did was one at ed- Chamber, then one on Raw. Then they did the weird feud with John Cena with the little sheep boy and oh, the disguised voice. God, yes. Um, and then I don't know how I almost skipped past this, but I'm glad we, we caught it because we were talking about this off air. So, I was I was just going through Luke Harper matches, and I'm like, I remember this match being really good. But let me watch it. If you haven't watched this match since it happened, or maybe you never saw it at all, I'm telling you. Fucking, I don't care if you turn us off. That's how good this match is. Go watch Usos versus Harper and Rowan. Battleground 2014, two out of three falls right now. Yeah. It's, it's so phenomenal. And I, I forgot about how good it was yeah. until I watched it last night. Because I knew they had, like, a ton of good matches with each other throughout the entire summer. But I don't know why that... Because that match was so... I would put that match up there with... And maybe I'm crazy, but you agreed with me. I would put it up there with Kenny and Hangman versus uh the Bucks.
1: High quality. And I... Lo-
0: and, if you go back and listen to our Revolution review, you'll know how much I love that match.
1: Yeah. Uh, that match was a strong contender for match of the year for me.
0: Yeah, it it Maybe it, maybe it did win mine. I don't know. I'll have to wait till next week. Yeah. A little tease. Um, but, yeah. Then, then, like I said, he had the ladder match in December. Um, and then he was involved in another great ladder match, WrestleMania 31, seven-man Intercontinental title ladder match, Bad News Barrett, Stardust, our uh, truth Harper, Ambrose, uh who else is in that match? Uh, Brian and Ziggler. Brian and Ziggler, yes. Yeah. Which of course Daniel Bryan would come out on top. Um the most infamous moment in that match came when he powerbombed Dean Ambrose, threw a ladder bridge on the outside of the ring and ended up busting the back get stapled of Ambrose's head open.
1: And he did, he did the, the the helicopter with the ladder.
0: Yeah. Which is always a great spot. Love that spot. Um and then of course the next month at Extreme Rules, he had the longest match in WWE history that wasn't an Iron Man match. Dean Ambrose defeated Luke Harper in a Chicago street fight that lasted 56 minutes and 10 seconds. If you don't remember what, do you remember what happened in this match? Yes. So they fought for, I'd say, about 10 to 12 minutes. Then they got in cars and chased each other down the streets of Chicago. <laughs> and then, like, right before the main event, they eventually came back and, and just ended the match in the ring.
1: Oh, that basically
0: wasn't their worst match together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then uh, early May, he, him, and Rowan got back together, and then eventually they would get back together with Bray Wyatt. They'd feud with Roman Reigns, and this would eventually bring Braun Strowman into the fold. And with that segue, do you think we should talk about uh, Braun's little tribute that he yes, wrote, that he wrote? Let me pull it up.
1: And another person that I didn't think was capable of breaking my heart did.
0: Yeah. So Braun Strowman said The crazy thing about this fan art, when it's a picture of uh, like Harper being an angel from the sky looking down at Bray, Braun, and Rowan. So the crazy thing about this fan art is I'm sure I could speak for the rest of guys at it and the locker rooms he shared. We all looked up to John. From day one, when I didn't know shit about the business, trust me, he reminded me on the regular. He took me under his wing. Constructive criticism was like no one else's. He had no problem telling me when I sucked. But he also had no problem telling me when I did something good. We traveled the world together and hit a probe with my crazy ass. I learned so much from him, and God, the memories I'll cherish for the rest of my life are unbelievable. We used to joke about when we were all old and fat and fired from anywhere that let us wrestle, that we were all going to take over the medieval times business. And he said he was going to be the Silver Knight, and the Silver Knight ain't putting nobody's ass over, because in the ring he made everyone look amazing. He was the one of the most unselfish men I've ever met, and an amazing husband and father. It was always magical being around his family because he went from salty old Brody to loving John. I wish I could walk out to the Fireflies one more time with you, brother. God Goddamn. Wow. Those are the most amazing days of my career, and I'll hold them high till I'm gone. Save me a seat and a turkey leg at the round table. Ride hard, Silver Knight. I love you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's...
1: Shows you that how, how good of a... How, is teammate the correct word? Or, co- is, or mentor, his co-worker. Mentor. Me- but yeah, but like, that's ideal. Bron did no shit about fuck about the business. Yeah,
0: but I think Bron will be one of the first to tell you he was called up too soon. But he yeah. had the look and they needed a scary guy a to be the black person,
1: sheep. that's a great person to work with. Yeah. And especially if it's not like he was a good trainer. Yeah. So good for him. This is beautiful. It's, it's good. Bron, just God bless everybody involved here. Uh, He, helping Bron, look at Bron became. Yeah. And, like, obviously, Braun just said it. He wouldn't
0: be that way without him. Edge also had a a really nice tribute. Sometimes there's a person that comes along who no one will have anything bad to say about. John Huber was one of those rare people. Over the years, my visits to WWE I always made it a point to sit with John. We had a lot in common, family first, above all else. Absolute devotion to being a great dad, mutual love of wrestling, northerners, the Foo Fighters, and, of course, the Leafs. I'll miss us both dragging Jay and Sammy through the mud verbally about the hockey pool. (laughs) Uh, man, this hurts. To his family, there's no words. Nothing does him justice. I can't imagine, but our thoughts and hearts are with you. And, buddy, I feel pretty good about the Leafs this season.
1: That's a good endorsement.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it's,
1: That's but, a guy, that's a guy, well, think of it. That's a, that's a guy who has no business knowing him. Yeah. And he, I, I, I
0: Take that, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. For sure.
1: He has no, like, the, for him to make make uh, friends with even the, the legends that... And it speaks to what Who Edge is, too, but... Uh, just being around and being a friend to everybody, it sounds like. It's just its, it's amazing. Yeah. And knowing Steen and Generico, Owens and Sammy, uh, also being legends of the Northern Indies. They they know each other a long time. Probably Adrian Neville, too.
0: So, of course, uh, November 22nd in the Survivor Series, he got the chance to team up with Bray Wyatt, take on the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane. And there's a great video floating around, it's everywhere, where he's talking about uh, he kept the card from the night he got to face The Undertaker. And I can't imagine what a highlight that was. Um, he got, he got, to, got to rumble with Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, and then later on at the Roadblock. And he, then he tore his ACL. And then we thought the rocket strap was coming because he returned in October on October, um, helping Bray Wyatt defeat Randy Orton. Eventually, Orton joined the Wyatt family, and on December fourth, Wyatt and Orton uh, won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Harper was also officially declared champion due to the Freebird Rule, and uh, Harper and Orton defended the titles, eventually dropping them to American Alpha on the December twenty-seventh edition of SmackDown.
1: Another yeah, good match.
0: And then um, the rematch on January tenth, twenty seventeen, led to the dissension of the Wyatt family, with Harper accidentally superkicking Wyatt. Orton took offense to this, leading to a match between the two where Orton won. Afterwards, Wyatt kicked uh, Harper from the group with Sister Abigail. Um, This led to a great match between uh, Randy Orton and uh, Luke Harper at Elimination Chamber, um, where, uh, coincidentally, Bray Wyatt also became WWE Champion. Um, There was a number one contender's battle royal. He and AJ Styles tied. They would face each other to... Figure out who would face Wyatt at WrestleMania 33. Great fucking match. Go back and watch that one. Like I said, uh, fantastic. It's just, he was so good. He could work with anybody. Yeah. Um, eventually, Randy Orton burnt Bray Wyatt's house down inside it. to He would challenge for the title, and AJ really got screwed over there, which is why I put Shane McMahon's head through a car window, but I digress. Um, then, he kind of faded to the back. Until October tenth edition of SmackDown when new vignettes aired, the Bludgeon Brothers. He was back with Rowan once again.
1: And they were hitting things with hammers.
0: And they were hitting things with hammers. There were creepy dolls. And you know what? The vignettes I,
1: are in black and white. And you know what? I liked it. I loved it. And um, then I I loved that team. I had no, I don't have a bad word to say about that team. Dude, theme song was a, a banger. They don't they don't they had some bad luck. One was always hurt. Yeah. But I loved that team. Yeah um remember when he would smack eric yeah who smack rowan that's how they tag in yeah yeah he would smack him or, or and then they they would he would hit the two chops and then he would slap rowan and then
0: and then power and then power slam rowan the person. Of, yeah that's you remember oh what jobber was it do you remember they hit their finish and the fucking jobber oh, it was, screamed it was colin oh, delaney was in the match it was, it, was, colin, it was his partner no i think it was him i think it was colin delaney i think it was maybe it was i know he was in that match but, There's
1: a great story that that was he told on Jericho's podcast. Yeah. About when about about that. I guess Rowan thought it was him that screamed. <laughs> uh that's um let's get the audio cuz that's just too awesome
0: to not play it. Well, while you look for that, I will keep talking about the Bludgeon Brothers. Um they won the SmackDown tag team titles at uh, I got it. Got it. All right, Let's go to that audio.
1: That's awesome. That's just fantastic. That's... But yeah, this, he said that's when he knew, that's when he knew Rowan was going to be his best friend because Rowan thought it was him <laughs> that screamed. <laughs> I guess him and Jericho tore it up on the house show circus for a
0: while. I'm sure they did. Yeah, because there was a while where Jericho was just working house shows and nothing else. Um, so they won the SmackDown Tag Team titles at um, WrestleMania 34. I was lucky enough to be in attendance. Uh, They would defend the titles against uh, the Usos, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, and a returning team Hell no before eventually losing them to the New Day. And then unfortunately in this match, Rowan would tear his right bicep, and then Harper would also get wrist surgery. So both Bludgeon brothers were out, and that effectively ended the team because, of course, Rowan would come back as uh, Daniel Bryan's heater, and, and what well, was a very underrated run? It was. There was fake Rowan. You, know what? <laughs> you love fake Rowan. Who doesn't love fake Rowan? Me. It was ridiculous. But anyway... Did they um, had to wrestle Kane again. Yeah, they did. Circle of life, you always wrestle Kane. Yep. Um, we talked about the Access match with Dijakovic. And then, um, I don't know if you saw uh, Mustafa Ali's tweets, but... So basically, I don't know if, if I don't know if you remember the spot, but in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, they were doing a spot where Harper had Ollie up in a vertical suplex, and Braun was gonna boot them off the apron, and they were both gonna crash to the floor. But you have to go back and rewatch this spot because Braun booted Harper before Harper was ready, and he didn't have Mustafa Ali up in a base, and so Mustafa Ollie, uh, I mean Harper, landed in a way that, like. Fucked himself up to save Ali from breaking his neck. Wow. And Ali sent out the tweets of the DMs they shared after that. And he just said, are you okay? And Ali just replied, I am full of life. (laughs) And then once again, after Money in the Bank, when Brock Lesnar came and very unprofessionally fucked Ali up, um, Brody Lee once again said, are you okay? And Ali said, indestructible. And then he said, haha, you're the man. Keep tearing it up. You beat the system. And so that's just a nice touch of 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 those two guys and the relation. Like like I said, everybody seemed to get along with the guy. It's
1: Eric, good gourd Eric. Uh, let's talk about Rowan for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I will read his tribute. Yeah, because
0: one. this was this was the one that got me. I was worried about him too because you know everyone everyone takes time takes time to process things differently but it was it was like the middle of the afternoon today before he said anything and i'm glad he did because i was i was legitimately worried up, about him so
1: heartbroken and numb just when i think my eyes have dried i think of you and begin to cry again i have not lost a friend but a brother i struggled last night with many emotions and memories john meant more to me than he will ever know i remember clearly all the loops we had during our years on the road yeah, there's a lot of time there's a lot of time together uh he would always look forward to getting home to his family after after the loop, he would say to me, "Goodbye forever," because we want one or two days to his kids with them, or one or two days with his family, to feel like forever. One thing he taught me throughout his actions was to be a better father and a husband. He was one of he was one of a kind in everything he did. Great performer, great father, great husband, great friend, all around amazing human. My heart goes out to everyone who was touched by his greatness, which seems to be everybody. Yeah, that's uh, my deepest condolences to his family. John, this is not goodbye forever, but goodbye for now. I'll see you on the side, my brother. I love you. That hurt yeah uh, I mean that's that's his tag team partner, and I guess they did he uh Huber told the great story on which again I believe was Jericho's podcast, or when uh when Rowan was on it, uh they did not like each other at first, yeah, uh, and just grew grew to become the best of friends, and this sounds like the guy he was
0: so of course, like I mentioned, um he was off t v he requested his release, it was denied. He came back, he did the one final run with uh, Rowan at Hell in a Cell. And then November 26th, it was revealed he filed a trademark for Brody Lee. And then on December 8th, he was finally released from his WWE contract after asking for it months earlier. And so let's get into AEW before we talk about what we think his legacy will be and some of our favorite Harper moments. Slash Brody. Um, so we debuted in AEW March 18th, 2020. As the long-awaited, exalted one of the Dark Order. He never got the wrestle in front of fans. I mean, they had limited fans there. Yeah. But the part that's really sad is this this show is supposed to be in Rochester. Yep, but he's supposed to debut in his hometown. And that's right when the pandemic hit. And I wonder if he was sick then. I believe that was the first pandemic show, March 18th. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, man, I just thought about that and that's. That's crushing. It is. So his first feud would be with AEW world champion Jon Moxley. He would uh, challenge him at Double or Nothing on May 23rd. Um, He was defeated by Moxley, marking his first loss in AEW after a two-month undefeated streak. Um, Over the following months, Lee would recruit guys like John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Colt Cabana, Anna Jay to the Dark Order. And I think we just got to take a second to talk about what this man did. Because even the most hard of the hardcore AEW fans said the Dark Order was dead in the water. I I'm sure if you go back and listen to our episodes from December, January, February, I'm sure we shat in the Dark Order a fair amount of times. I should on to this day. <laughs> but he saved them. He did. He turned them into a legitimate threat. And man, he really got to show his range. Because in WWE he was always the just straight-faced comedy yeah yeah not comedy straight-faced and comedy are very opposite the straight-faced yeah 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 guy uh like the monster ass kicker which he was good in that role but what i was trying to say is an aw got to show some of his comedy chops and we were just watching a compilation of all of his appearances on being the elite and we were laughing our ass off the dude he had such good chemistry with john silver i feel awful for john silver his 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 little his his tweet was crushing.
1: I mean, he's got to be a mentor. Think about it.
0: Yeah. A lot of those guys are young guys. Yeah. And he... Well, John Silver's a fucking child. Yeah,
1: he's been... He's, he's 29 years old. <laughs> he's been around just about
0: all the wrestling he can be around. Yeah. He's, he did a lot of shit in Japan. So, he would shock the world on the August 22nd edition of Saturday Night Dynamite by destroying Cody in under eight minutes... leaving him structured out winning the tnt title and that was that was a moment i remember uh i remember that was the night of takeover and we were at zach's house i remember just seeing that because i had the show taped i hadn't watched it yet i was just like whoa they seem to be all in on Brody lee and when i watched it, it was a great moment probably one of like probably when you think about dynamite it's probably one of the first things that comes to mind that, yeah. Cody's Moonsault off the cage, those are, those are really the two. that. And now, obviously, Kenny beating Moxley. Those are kind of the three that jump out at me Absolutely. right off the top of my head. Um, at All Out, he would team with Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson and be defeated by um, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. He would defend the TNT title against Dustin Rhodes on the September 9th edition of Dynamite. Then Orange Cassidy on the September 23rd edition of Dynamite. And then Cody came back with his dark hair, um, and they had what would unknowingly at the time, to all of us at least, be Brody Lee's last match on the October 7th edition of Dynamite. Um, A really good dog collar match, ending his reign at 46 days, and now we're here.
1: It's just mesmerizing. It's just mind-blowing. Yeah. That this guy wrestled 40... This guy wrestled two months ago. He was champion two months ago. In a
0: great match. He was literally the champion of a network two months ago. And now he's gone, and it's just... It's not fair. It's, it's not It's not fair to his family. It's, it's not
1: fair to... Personally, it's not fair to his family. Or yeah, friends.
0: yeah. Professionally... Yeah.
1: We don't know. We, we don't know what he could have been.
0: So, uh... Not to put you on the spot, but name me your top four or five Brody Lee slash Luke Harper matches. They don't have to be in any particular order because I know this is right off the top of your dome. Well, right off the top of my head, you know much how much I love the, the latter match was like. Yeah, Obviously That has to be on every list. That match yeah. was. His
1: match with Cena. Okay. Because that's when he he hit the uh, Hurricane Rana. Yeah. And it was an arrival.
0: Hitting the Hurricane Rana in jeans is very impressive. Yeah.
1: At six eight and three hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. Uh, his match with AJ. Yep. Which we both agree today, he should have made a event that that made, that he should. It surprises me that he wasn't world champion.
0: I but just I don't think they expected him to get the reaction he got, which yeah. kind of baffles me. That like, look at the guy. He has he, even when he when he's Brody Lee, he he had like a really good charisma. He was hysterical, but even as Luke Harper, he had this strange charisma with the eyes and yeah, the, he'd always do the weird look. Yeah, the, the the yeah the 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 hand gesticulation. Yes,
1: uh, the match, like the, the tag match, which I completely yeah. forgot. And I'm happy's back in my life, and just it's it's selfish to say this. Having him, like being introduced to him, and like going to search his matches out or outside WWE because I've seen a few of them in his indie career. Yeah, that is an unbelievable thing as a wrestling fan yeah
0: yeah that well, doesn't happen anymore you have a whole new library of, yeah. of things you haven't seen and you know that's your guy that's that's half the reason we all love wrestling
1: yeah but like i said me and you were on this we, we talked about him long before we if you told at the time we were talking if you told us we had a we would have had a podcast you know, we would have laughed at ourselves you know yeah this was just so long before that when we were just still texting each other
0: so we we're still having the punk brian debates
1: yes and good God, I love this. It's not fair to anybody. No. Professionally, he, who knows what he could have did. Personally, he seemed like a great man and a great father. Just God bless that family.
0: So, how about you? My top four. I'd have to go the, the cage match of Claudio from Chicara. the dog collar match with Cody. Did your did he tweet out links? Uh, yeah. Go to go to Chris Hero's Twitter. Okay. Um. The dog collar match with Cody, especially now knowing. What we know now in hindsight, especially that match has to be on my list. Yeah, seem especially because you seemed like
1: you knew it. Um
0: Mash in a chamber. And then like I said, if the, that latter match isn't on your list, that's get a new list.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but real quick, what do you think Brody Lee's legacy is in the wrestling business?
1: Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler? Yeah. A Savio Vega kind of legacy? That we all know who good he was, but even if, even if he wasn't on top of the world, you know? Yeah. And then he came and he was a great thing about a new promotion that had so many eyes on it. And broke out as a single. He's done it as a tag. He does it as a signal. He's done death matches. He's done things in Japan. Because he can work that style real good. He, and- wrestled,
0: he wrestled Moxley in CZW, WWE, and AEW. Crazy.
1: It's just, what a career. And it's just cut sh- too short.
0: Tragically short me rest in peace 41 years old man um yeah i think his legacy is obviously just what he gave to the business like imagine like you said he mentored braun Strowman, and now braun Strowman's a top guy he got to i'm sure he helped bray out a lot early on because he had more experience than bray yeah and look what bray has been able to to make of himself braun's been a top star since since, since day one yeah since well, not day one, not Husky Harris days, but since day one is Bray.
1: Yeah, Bray's been featured when he was there.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, this is just tough. Um, we've we've talked fifty minutes about about Brody Lee uh, slash Luke Harper slash John Huber, and I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is the shits, but it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't care how good it was. Yeah, I just we, I, we
1: got to we got to talk about a man that we both is the reason why both of us love wrestling.
0: I I don't think we could have just. Came out here and 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 did a normal podcast and no, talked about, just, sammy Zayn.
1: Yeah, like and I love Sami as, I love as, sammy as Zane. much as we talk about sammy Zayn here. Yeah, uh, this this was the right thing to do, and we're gonna gotta push on. Like his family will never hear this, but I just I I hurt so much for them. Yeah, I share your burden,
0: but the losing a father the day after Christmas—that really that's that's the part that like really yeah—it's just insane. It, like, it's going to happen to everybody one day. I won't handle it then.
1: I can't imagine handling it at nine. Yeah. So, I just... Just God bless you. Your legacy was great, but... Your wrestling career doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's the man you were. You... You you gave... You performed for us, and for that, we are we always thankful.
0: Never had the pleasure of meeting him, but... From all accounts, he was just the best man. Shout out to Miro. He was just the best man. Well, she was in Miro's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Which... And Miro is kind of of lightening the mood today. I don't know if he intended to lighten the mood or not, but he was just tweeting out random factoids about, about Brody Lee all day. He he's said, just like, he just Brody, Lee, Brody Lee loved NBA and NBA 2K. I'm like, damn, hey, he that's pretty was.
1: cool. He was. I forget, I, think, forget, I forget which fan he was. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Raptors because he's a Leafs fan, but I don't know. Uh, he just tweeted a few minutes ago he loved dogs and had chickens.
0: Yeah, I knew he had chickens. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I just
0: if you watch the uh, there's a, there's a thing on the network. It's uh, called formerly known as Brody Lee. It was obviously made when he was still with the WWE, and it talked about his his indie career. It talks a lot about his family. I've
1: seen that because it was that time he was off TV, right? Yeah, and it they, was, they it came out right before the DiJack match, I believe. He, I think it was right after it because the right reaction it. that the DiJack match got. That, I honestly think that was my match. Uh, like you, that's another match we could talk about with matches. You could stick that match at any time.
0: And I know, I know, like this isn't the place or time to do this, but I, I can't believe after that match they still didn't see it with them.
1: Yeah, I don't know because everybody reacted to that match. What great thing because the people that mattered. Well, but that's that's enough on Brody Lee. Thank you for listening, to us. We hope. We brought some joy to you, and we'll try to get back to having fun next week.
0: Yeah, like I said, this was, we were we were kind of stressing over this decision what to do with the show this week, but we we felt a tribute to Brody Lee would be fitting, and yeah, just thank you for everything you've done and everything you've left behind and all the sacrifices you made for, for our entertainment, and we appreciate it. Rest in peace, buddy. And tomorrow's Wednesday, so you know what that means. I'm sure that's going to be a very emotional show. Yeah. And like we
1: said, we're recording Sunday. Yeah. So I want to see what WWE does. Yeah. I mean. Just as interested. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll might do a 10 bell salute. But well, that's the show for the thank week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for yeah. venting with us. Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you so much. We'll try to get back to having fun next week with our year end review show, and we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom.
0: So, everybody, just talk your family. Yeah, i do uh, say, don't, don't be afraid to tell someone you loved them tonight because you don't want to have that regret of, of never knowing. And, yeah.
1: It's just it's
0: brutal. God
1: bless. Everybody have a happy new year. Take care.